This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. And welcome to a Feedback Friday edition of Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Uh, Judd's got the Quick Trip hat. Is that the Quick Trip hoodie again, too? Look at that, Turn right. NASCAR ain't got nothing on me. Why don't you tell the fine folks of Purple Daily about Quick Trip, and then we'll get into we'll get into some Kirk Watch 2024 and a Feedback Friday here, boys. So much to talk about when it comes to our friends at Quick Trip, too, including all of the delicious mealtime options, which, of course, make breakfast, lunch, or dinner so much easier. New lower prices on all of the meals that you're looking at. Fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken, beef stroganoff, mac and cheese. I could go on, but before we're done, I also want to tell you about the quality gas guarantee. Because you know what? Before you go in to perhaps pick up uh, some food, you also need to fill up the tank. If you do, the quality gas guarantee is there. Every drop is guaranteed by Quick Trip. Yes, that's right. I'm repping them because they deserve to be repped. Quick Trip, the official presenting sponsor of our show. We certainly appreciate them, and we appreciate what they do as far as being the place that makes your life so easy. Amen. Amen. Also, a reminder that the third annual Purple Daily Draft Party is going to a bigger venue this year. Last year, you guys packed the house. You guys filled up the Park Tavern like two and a half hours before the event even started. And so we are taking our quote-unquote talents, if you want to call them talents, to the Fillmore in Minneapolis, Thursday, April 25th for night one of the draft. It's the third annual Purple Daily Draft Party. Tickets are free. Tickets are free. There will be a VIP level package. We will announce sometime in the next couple weeks how you can get those free tickets and the VIP tickets, but we are super pumped, so mark your calendars. There's a couple questions in Feedback Friday, one for sure that we'll get to that addresses another topic there, but let's get into Kirkwatch 2024 here, boys. Kirkwatch. Kirkwatch. Yes. Where every day there's new ruminations, there's new reports, steam, Multiple. as we charge toward the NFL offseason here. Yep. It's like there's there's like three things. We we get done and you immediately come across Kirkwatch thing one. At night, it's Kirkwatch thing two. And, and then as you texted us this morning, Phil, get up starts and it's Dude. just Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. It's crazy. In fact, I feel like Minneapolis is the center of the sports universe today because I, we'll start with this one here. On Get Up this morning, we have two things for Kirk Watch 2024 today. You held him to 20 points, man. You gave him 
So this morning on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith is in Minneapolis all day for all access right. Timberwolves because the Wolves and the Bucks play later tonight on ESPN from Target Center. So they had Stephen A. with like the skyline background and everything it was great. And then uh, they had some kind of a like reckless speculation prediction segment. Our friend of the show, Mike Greenberg, loves to speculate recklessly. Mm-hmm. So he asked the panel, hey, of all things in the NFL, give me some predictions on some things that happened. And two of the panelists gave Vikings predictions. Tim Hasselbeck said he thinks the Vikings will trade Justin Jefferson this offseason. And Dan Graziano, NFL insider, I mean, he's climbing the ranks as one of the top most oh, plugged good. in NFL insiders. Absolutely. And Dan Graziano piggybacked off Tim Hasselbeck and said, well, maybe what I'm about to predict is a precursor to Justin Jefferson getting traded because I think the Vikings will let Kirk walk, sign somewhere else, and trade up in the draft to get their quarterback of the future. Mm -hmm. How much stock are you putting into former NFL quarterback Tim Hasselbeck and NFL insider Dan Graziano? Are they just throwing stuff out on a Friday on TV, or do you think there's more here? Uh, Graziano's pretty plugged in. And so, and, and plus his, his prediction, while, while certainly worthy of a discussion is not really that surprising. Like I could totally see that, right? We, mm-hmm. we know for, for a fact that the Vikings at least tried to trade up a year ago. We believe that they're in the process of at least sniffing around right now. Right. And, and the more that this Kirk situation drags on, the more unrealistic it becomes that, that he comes back. And I do think that the combine will be the deciding point. Like they will either come to an agreement or they won't. Um, the Jefferson thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like there's some weird stuff. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Jefferson thing. Cause I've been doing some sniffing around myself on this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about the Jefferson thing. And, and I, I'm, and I'm just going be, because I feel like I'm on the periphery of, of, like, I think it's a very close circle of who knows exactly what right now. And just for some more context, this is the former lead Vikings beat writer of the Star Tribune for several years, Judd Zolgad, who has now changed out his lead Vikings beat writer career to wear Quick Trip logos all over his body and clown exactly. around on Purple Daily. But he does have connections around the NFL. I'm coming in for a football pit stop right now. I'm going to give you a little football pit stop <laughs> in my Nassau Quick Drop car. Okay, so here's what I will say. Um, the, the Florio stuff about the Vikings not being willing to guarantee contracts into future years fully. And that's a very important word. There's confusion here. Okay. The Vikings have most definitely guaranteed money into years that go beyond the first year of a contract. What they don't do ordinarily is they don't guarantee in full like 2026, 27. All right. But in sniffing around, and again, I don't feel like I'm in that in in the room but i feel like i've got some knowledge here yeah so and and i'm i am not i i am not withholding a thing here i'm just telling you what i know um there is a feeling that the vikings and this is what we don't because these contracts are so complicated like they're not just five years x amount like baseball's pretty cut and dry right it's just a guaranteed contract they're bonuses and stuff football you're Mm -hmm. playing with numbers and here's what i have heard I've heard that the Vikings did, the Vikings bent some of the rules that Florio was talking about for TJ Hawkinson. So when that contract got done, now what exactly those, those are, because 
Again, when a contract's reported, there's things we don't know. There's things that uh, don't get out. Like the agent always leaks, okay, the years and the money and the guarantees, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we don't know the structures. So from what I'm from what I'm ascertaining, TJ Hawkinson, the Vikings bent at least a little bit there. So are we really saying that they might bend a little bit for Hawkinson, but they won't bend a little bit or a lot for Jefferson. Yeah. So, so I am very unclear. I think the Jefferson thing's a fun talker. I am, I am much more certain about what we're looking at cut and dry with Kirk than I am with Justin Jefferson. Okay. Well, let's get, okay. Let's get into the Kirk contract side of things here. And then we'll get to a bunch of feedback questions. You can always send us emails throughout the week via the score North app. There's a feedback tab. That's the best way to make sure that you are sending it to the right place. We try to get to as many as we can. But part two of Kirk Watch 2024 today. You like that? You like that? We have two updated Cousins contract projections. Both came out yesterday, as far as I could see. One from Spotrack, one from Pro Football Focus. Oh, I didn't the see Spot- the PFF one. PFF updated their oh. PFF Brad, right? He updated his Kirk. Yeah. Now, we kind of told PFF Brad through our show, like, come on, <laughs> Brad. That's Brad. way too low. Brad. Come on, we guy. subtweeted Brad, Brad through our Brad. show. A little, little low there, buddy. So Spotrack has it now projected three years, $100 million, so $33 million a year, mm-hmm. $75 million guaranteed. So that would essentially be, if you break down the math there, two years guaranteed, basically. But really, it's like chunks of three years guarantee because in terms of cap hit, because you've got the twenty eight and a half million that's left over from the last one that you're spreading out. So it's you, he'd be pretty ironclad taking up the most space under your cap book for for 2024-25 and then probably some spillover money into 2026. PFF has the new projection. It was two years, 60 now it's two years, $70 million, so $35 million a year, $50 million guaranteed, which is essentially, call it two years guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. So I love how Kirk goes up on stage a couple weeks ago and does a dance in front of the NFL universe at the award show, and PFF and Spotrack are like, yep, Achilles looks good to us. Here's another $10 million, Kirk. Greatest off-season negotiator of all time. No games have been played. Yep. He hasn't stepped out, hasn't done a workout, hasn't thrown a pass, yep. and everyone's yep. like, value's going up. This is great. He has done the Achilles. <laughs> Didn't collapse. Would you do either one of these contracts? Three years, $100 million, $75 million guaranteed, or two years, $70 million, $50 million guaranteed? So he would be... Pretty much locked up under contract for 2024 and 2025 at not top of the market money. It's certainly a discount compared to like the Joe Burrows and the Patrick Mahomes, but a pretty huge chunk of your books for the next two years. Uh, Spotrack, no way. I'm not doing three years. I'm not doing, and, and plus my guess is he, he's going to ultimately want more guaranteed in the three years than, than 75 mil of it. But anyway, I'm not doing that. No. The PFF one. I personally probably would be trying to find a quarterback by trading up in the draft. So personally, I would not. Could I see this being the terms of a Vikings Kirk Cousins contract coming like out of the combine or as free agency 11th hour move, right? To, to avoid the, the dead cap hit. Uh, yes, I absolutely could. So you I'm probably see it or you would do it. No, I, I am out on both. 
personally out on both, but I think PFF Brad might have nailed what if he stays here, what might happen. Two years on the spell track one two they have the cap hits through twenty twenty seven as well. So Kirk's cap hit projected by the way too obviously projected cap hit for this season would be twenty eight point two million. So the same basically the same in twenty twenty five jumps up to forty three million. And in 2026, 37 million. Sound familiar? And then dead money cap hits of $20 million of a void year in 2027 and another void of $8 million after. So he's putting, he's factoring in void money into this one too on Spotrack. You can see that. And you have to because that money, that's the thing. Like that money doesn't just get to like be crumpled up and thrown in the garbage. So the, I'm good on that. The victory lap of, well, Kirk's only making $28 million in 2024, which will happen from a certain section of Vikings fans. Uh, yeah, that would be great for one year, but you're still going to be paying a ridiculous amount of money that you're just kicking this damn can down the road. I mean, yeah. the PFF one, I could I could see it. I could get down with it, honestly. I probably could. The Spotrack one, though, yeah, just just no way. I love the work everyone's doing on these contracts, too. It's I great. Love that. And it's great that Kirk gets to put a cardigan on and go on Sky Sports and do an international interview in his lavish wood panel den and by just like smiling and dancing on stage, his value goes up the last month. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Hall of Fame negotiator. Mm-hmm. I was curious about the first PFF projection from like a month ago, the two years, 60 million. And I think he had it kind of like one year guaranteed. Okay. It still kind of kicks the can down the road a little bit. With, so you're still going to push money into future void years. But I was. As we talked about on the show, I was open to that. Okay, so it's like $30 million and then we can reevaluate after 2024. He's basically a, a really expensive bridge quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. These two, you got to look at the guarantees. The PFF one is two years guaranteed. The Spotrack one is like two-plus years guaranteed. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm looking for a bridge quarterback. Ryan Tannehill at $8 million, not as good as Kirk Cousins, but I'd rather have a guy like that for cheap as a bridge and then draft my quarterback in the future. So count me out. As this price goes up without him even throwing a football, just I'm I'm off the ride. I'm off the ride. So, yeah, the set, so I, I could see the PFF Brad one getting done. I don't love it by any means. I I could see that. But, but you know what, too? As we talk about bridge... QBs. If the Vikings get one of the four considered top guys, right? So uh, Caleb Williams is probably out for sure because I think he's going to probably go to the Bears. Uh, Drake May might be falling. Jaden Daniels, we don't know. J.J. McCarthy might be rising. I think you get a bridge quarterback to be there, but I'm not so sure that any one of the last three names I mentioned wouldn't start week one. Preston chimes in here in the YouTube comment section and says, this is one of my favorite straw man arguments whenever any of us criticize Kirk or the Vikings' lack of playoff success. Imagine Purple Daily with Vikings' 70s teams. Now, YouTube didn't exist, and Spotify and Apple didn't exist in the 70s, but maybe we could have found our way onto like the local news for a half hour every day just talking Vikings. Five eyewitness news. <laughs> Let's just say it did... Exist. Guess what? They lost four Super Bowls. Like, do do you think we wouldn't have like been critical? Well, hold on though. Let's so let's read the premise. He says, "I'd love to see Purple Daily with the Viking '70s teams." 
Tar- it's t- by the way, put some respect on yeah, the greatest say, quarterback in Vikings history's spelling. name, Preston. I didn't spell that. that it's not me. Tarkington. It's Tarkenton. Yeah, okay? there, there it is. Okay, respect that man. Re- respect Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> Tarkenton needs to go. Can't win a Super Bowl. Laugh aloud. Okay, there's a huge difference between complaining, if you will. We can use the word complaining. Complaining about a team and a quarterback that literally can't get out of, they can't get to the playoffs more often than they do and can't get close to an NFC championship game or a Super Bowl versus a team that's on the doorstep in the Super Bowl every other year. Like if we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, I think we would love Josh Allen. Some criticisms here and there don't turn the ball over as often and would focus on other things, right? You guys, would even if Kirk went to five straight Super Bowls, you'd find a way to criticize him. No, that's not true. The goal of the show is to get to and win the Super Bowl. They haven't gotten close since 2017. Well, so, here's straw my, man argument, put it to bed. But but do fans who weren't around then, like, believe that the Viking, that, that like, Vikings fans were somehow magically dissatisfied? Like, they went to four and lost. They got criticized for that. People were not. Can happy. Bud win the big one? And the answer was no. So, like, yes, you, the the whole goal of this thing is is yes to get to the game, but also win the game. Um, but let's flat out also with Kirk. Like, this is an in progress decision. Like, do you want the Vikings to to just capitulate? Okay, Kirk, here's what you want. No problem. That would make no sense. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. There's so many, so many tentacles. Let's uh, let's get into some of the feedback questions here. We're, we'll come back to the Kirk stuff in a little bit, but we'll let's see here. Uh, well, first off, let's shout out Purple Daily listener Richard Olson turned 40 years old yesterday. Richard Olson. Yeah, Richard. Congratulations on a new decade. Mm-hmm. 40 isn't old if you're a tree. My dad used to have a shirt that said that. 40 not bad. You're the only one that's hit the 40-year mark on the show yeah, here, Judd. Any advice for Richard? No, I think you're pretty good. Until 50, and then stuff starts to fall off. Yeah. Fall yeah, off? No. Yeah. It falls off. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, you, you, you slip down the stairs like I did. You have various problems that just arise. You don't know exactly why. You start to question things. 40, though, is good. Very solid. I didn't love turning 30. That was like the first one. I was like, I don't like this this was the first birthday i was really? like a little yeah i was a little i was a little wary of i was just a little little oh, concerned 30. about but 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 like turning 31 i know this is gonna sound weird when i turned 31 like two months ago i was like huh i kind of like this like i think it was just now more of the unknown it. of entering your 30s then i've had a year and 20 year plus tough, into it man. i'm like this is awesome I Thir- like 30s are a fun i mean like depends on some of the life events but like 30s pretty good decade like you're an adult yeah yep. you've got a little bit of a career going you know you're rocking and rolling yeah, your 20s are tough. Yeah. I found my 20s were like that. That's a because you're not you're an adult, but you're not. Mm-hmm. But you're not a kid. 
but you still act like a kid a lot. I will say, you know, as a 30-year-old, 31-year-old man who crushed four or five White Claws yesterday, waking up today was a little tougher than I thought it was going to be. But, you know, I'm, I'm okay because I can still do this. We're all good. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't go to the same level I did when I was 20, but I can still, I can still have fun. Oh, White Claws, you can, no problem for you. White Claws? Really? I mean, they're 5%. They're just like a normal, normal yeah, five, beer. Yeah, 5% is nothing. I feel like that's a standard amount of alcohol in most drinks. Five percent IPA nothing. where it's like nine percent. Oh right, exactly. That's what I'm talking. That's tough to get off. Oh, that, that's the ones I should be drinking. Okay, it's a thirty year old man. I need to be drinking IPAs. I got it. <laughs> Just pass out. Just don't. Uh, Marcus N says, "Why does everyone have running back listed as such a great need for this team? It feels like the Vikings continue to try and put band aids on bullet wounds with the run game problems." We signed Oliver, extended TJ, uh, CJ Ham to improve the run game. Meanwhile, we have two guards and a center that can't move anyone. The Vikings' success rate and runs that go for one yard or less is the worst in the league until they get some maulers on the interior. Maulers on the interior. Football. I love this. It doesn't matter if you're giving Alexander Madison or prime Adrian Peterson the ball. You're still going to be inconsistent. Kevin Dotson should be free agent target number one. I agree with Marcus. Mm-hmm. I presented the case for Kevin Dotson yeah, to you guys last week, but yep, absolutely. yeah, he's not wrong about the interior run blocking. It's, it's kind of suspect. Well, I also think that we're hoping that if they get a running back that they truly trust, especially in, in the passing game as well, that they will start to do it more, but he's got a very good point. Like this does start with O'Connell. It really starts with him. Yeah. Like, are you going to be, are you going to take the run game and try and develop it? Because so far, I, I guess we are always assuming the players just weren't good enough to execute it. But that's a great point. And, and, and by the way, I don't think there's an option here. So, like, I don't think there's an option B of, well, they could just keep doing what they're doing. You need to have a run game. They're proving that. So I love that point. Forno dropped a great hot take that kind of have slipped through the cracks the last few days. He would sign Saquon Barkley. That's what he told us on Purple Daily on Draft. He'd actually go out and sign Saquon Barkley to fix the run problem. And we addressed the issues with O'Connell. That definitely start with O'Connell. And, you know, is your scheme also great? Do you want to draft another one in the third round and try that? But do you just sign Saquon Barkley? Do you sign one of the more prolific running backs and see where that goes? I think... If you still have something left over after fixing, like, well, here's a here's a question that kind of leads into what they could do to beef another area up, but I'm not signing a running back as my main splash, I guess. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think Alexander Madison is a backup. I think there was a sure. there there were some holes to run through. I mean, Alex Boone pointed out several times when he was doing the film breakdowns with us that, yeah, they just, like, they're missing chances to hit a hole and take a three-yard gain to an eight-yard gain or... And how many 20-yard runs has Alexander Madison had in three years? Like two? Literally yeah. two? <laughs> and if I'm Barkley, I'm not signing here unless I have assurances and see exactly what your plan for me is. And and I'm probably going to ask for too much. Also, like, signing Barkley is like trading for Christian McCaffrey, where it's the final piece to sure. a team that wants to win a Super Bowl. Is Saquon Barkley or one of these prime free agent running backs the final piece that's going to get you over that hump? I don't think so. Well, and I, I think it's fair to ask, can Ty Chandler simply do more? Yeah. Like, he looked like he could. Like, like this might not be his fault. You know, Ty, it's not your fault. 
No, it's not your fault. Let's go to Aaron Bialki here. He says, I don't think you guys have looked into the full Rams scenario enough. I know you don't think that Kirk can take the Vikings to the Super Bowl, but what kind of creative cap adjustments could be made to give it a try with most of the pieces the Vikings have, plus some key free agents? So if they decided, okay, we're going to, let's do it, Kirky. We'll do a three-year deal so we can kind of move the cap hits further out. We'll make 2024 an all-in season. I think the first thing you would do is trade your first round pick for one of these stud defensive tackles that might get franchise. Like if the, if the Ravens franchise Matt Abuike, or if the Dolphins franchise Christian Wilkins, what would it cost to trade for those guys then? Would, isn't there like an actual, isn't there like a trade price that's attached or is it just whatever the market bears in a trade talk when you franchise someone? I forget what this one is. I think you would probably, I think you would probably make the trade before the like right now like agreed to, to the trade right, right now so that the franchise tag wouldn't be applied yeah so okay it would keep but but it would co- but you're not wrong with the like go, like go get one of those like take your first round pick and yeah. go get a dude in the, and then yep. and then bring back the neil hunter and now your defensive front harrison phillips justin matabuike or christian wilkins and daniel hunter is unstoppable right yep. yes but what else for full rams would you do oh god i mean i You've got to get help. Future first round pick. Here's us. Here's our second and next year's first right? for a stud lockdown cornerback. I mean, you've got to get help at cornerback. I think you wouldn't like the so so interior defensive line. Bring back Hunter. You're right on that. Stud cornerback. Upgrade at least somewhat overall at line linebacker. That, that's not to say pace is bad, but your depth would, would need to be improved there. Um, I mean that's. Those to me are the starting point moves for full Rams. But then to go back to what we're talking about, now your draft picks are all basically gone. They're gone, and you would have to do contracts. You'd do contracts with Daniil, a new contract with, let's say, Wilkins or Matabuike, yeah. a new contract for Kirk, and I'm missing a guy or two, Jefferson. And you'd have to do big signing bonuses so that because you can you can take a signing bonus and prorate it throughout the duration of a contract. So you could get them their money now. Right. prorate the accounting across and shove money into the future. It would be, and then you'd be, you think you've been in rough cap shape like a year ago, 2026 would be but, a comeuppance. But this is why the time to go Rams was, was which they sort of tried to do, but they didn't go through with it. The time to go, go full Rams was 2018 ish. So they did sort of with Kirk for sure, but we've always talked about this. This is when Jacksonville was at the time shopping Jalen Ramsey. And we all said, okay, you know, this guy would be a huge part of the back end of your defense. I don't think now is the time. Like now I think you would be, if if you did what we're talking about, I don't necessarily think you're building a championship team. I think you're accruing a lot of really, really expensive pieces. The time to go full Rams is when you, you're on the edge of the cliff, right? And now you can dive off of it because you see that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Vikings are backed up right now, and trying to dive off that cliff would be a ri- would would basically just be dead. Uh, by the way, on the tag and trade idea, so the Vikings actually when they acquired Unique and Gakwe from the from the Jacksonville Jaguars like four years ago, that was a player that was tagged, and the Vikings paid obviously a second round pick and I think a future fifth for was a, that a franchise tag. Or a, was there is there like a transition tag? 
What was there's a transition tag too, but I believe Ngakwe was a franchise tag. I think he was a franchise tag remember, by Jacksonville, yeah. and then they yeah, I don't acquired know. him. That was the start of training camp at the time mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. or right before the season started. And then they traded him elsewhere six like weeks later, five games <laughs> into the year. Yeah, and then they could have traded more guys, and they didn't. But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> John Rogers says, "Hey guys, I want to come to the draft party on April 25th at the Fillmore, we Minneapolis. Tickets are free. I'll be traveling from Illinois with two other people. What is the closest hotel?" Uh, I'll also need some VIP tickets. See you guys in April. We'll, t- we'll let you know about the VIP tickets when we're ready. So there is literally a hotel above the Fillmore. So the Fillmore is the first and second floor. And then there's a hotel above it. There's also hotels within two, three, four, five, six blocks. And we'll, we'll create a webpage here with all the information, but it will not be hard to find parking, parking ramps and meters are everywhere within like, well, there's two within a block parking ramps, yep. and then there's like two other huge ones that are maybe three blocks down the street. So parking mm-hmm. is everywhere, and then there's hotels also everywhere. So, and there's public transportation. There's the light rail. So yeah. there's just a lot of different ways to to make this very convenient for you. I remember two years ago at, when we were at Surly, Judd was advocating for that hotel that was right next to right next to Surly, and I think even some people ended up staying there, which was Cross hilarious. Street. Yeah. Yep. Um, the Hampton, yeah, the Hampton I would, Inn, right? Hampton Inn, yeah, the Hampton, Hampton Inn. Inn. Uh, I would recommend ride sharing, and then yeah, there's awesome hotels too in Minneapolis too. So if you haven't, you know, ever been to Minneapolis, or if you're looking to stay, there's plenty of hotels that are in walking distance from Target Field, Target Center, and the Fillmore's right next, right down below, basically from Target Field. Yep. Okay, Fani chimes in and says, "I don't understand the hate against Score North on social media. The reason Kirk Cousins was really good last year is because we had a competitive offensive line." and weapons that were schemed open, and B-Flow's defense was playing lights out. Please use some common sense, people. They need to build a 53-man roster with that cap space. Well, let's give a little more credit to Kirk. Than, I mean, Kirk was playing really, really well leading up to the Achilles injury. Some of the throws, like the, the last touchdown throw he made before the injury, remember the Vikings turned, they turned the Packers over, and they were inside the red zone, and Kirk throws just an absolute dart between three defenders right over I mean he was making some great throws so so sure. credit to him it's also like to his point it's pretty amazing how you can generally say on this podcast or on social media wherever you can generally say you know what looking back at these last six years I don't think the Vikings have gotten their 200 million dollars worth out of this arrangement one playoff win in six years I don't know if I'm cool with that. I don't know if they should continue to do this thing that hasn't worked the last six years. Like how that can be such a wildly controversial stance is amazing to me. I think it's two things. One is the the quarterback of your team is going to be a lightning rod. If if it's Christian Ponder, Donovan McNabb or Kirk Cousins. But the other thing is I think, I think Kirk takes that up a notch because people are very passionate. Also specifically how they feel about Kirk. And there is this, and I don't think it's a Kirk thing across the board. I've noticed, and it feels like it's gotten worse. There's this need for absolution. There's this need to absolve, especially particularly players. Yeah. It feels yeah. like there's, there's, and I don't know if fans think that these guys like see this stuff and like might decide to, to, to come to their birthday party or what. <laughs> but like, like Talons has the same thing at times. There's this, you know, well, how can you fault Carl Anthony? It's like, well, he's a very important piece, right? Like, if a guy doesn't play well, so uh, it almost feels in the last, I don't know, 10 or 15 years 
like trying to absolve players has become more important. And it's like, that's not the point of this. This entire exercise is, can the laundry get to a championship? The laundry being the team, not yes. yeah, 100%. Yes, the laundry get to the championship. It, it, is, is it like, isn't that what we all want to see? That's what the mission of this show is for the laundry to win a championship, yeah. right? I mean, I don't care who the quarterback <laughs> is. If that person can win a championship wearing that jersey in particular, then we should be like, okay, great. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like, it's amazing. It is weird. Like the thing that, that generated traction this week was not on this podcast, but it was Alex Boone and Jeremiah Cyril's former players. I literally said, guys, this says, uh, it's funny because when we did the initial recap of the Netflix series, the day after we watched the episode about not working on Tuesdays, oh, we talked about it. my initial stance the day after was, you know what? He doesn't seem underprepared to me. This doesn't really bother me that much. But then over the coming months, after talking to multiple different players and people around the NFL, it became very apparent how unusual it was that a top quarterback would just be AWOL for 24 hours during, by the way, a six-month work season. In the offseason, you can finagle your workouts however you want to spend every day with your family. You're you're doing this for a small amount of time, 15 years maybe if you're a quarterback, right? And you're getting paid crazy amounts of money. Right. And Jeremiah told a story about how, yeah, I mean, I've played with Cam Newton, Josh Allen, and Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers was in the office every single Tuesday, That's literally right. putting together blitz pickup schemes to present to the offensive line on Wednesday. And he was saying, that's that. I don't know. So it's kind of unusual to me. And people like people take that and it's not just, oh, that's an interesting point. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if that does have an impact. And it's like people get so mad. And to your point, they need to defend the honor of whatever player we're talking about. It's like, no, this is it's fodder. It's a discussion. But like when when we when that came out and I think when we discussed that. After the Netflix. uh series about Kirk taking Tuesdays off and basically saying I shut it down on Tuesdays. Um, I think I said it's unusual because of quarterbacks I covered. Very few of them would, I'm, you know, Brad, Brad Johnson was kicked out of the facility on a Tuesday by Brad Childress because Brad Childress was like, we're good, Brad Johnson. And Brad Johnson's like, I come in and help game plan. What are you talking about? Yeah. You're good. You know, Tyson that's what we do on Tuesdays. Him. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know that, that, you know, Favre, Favre would like, go home and eat with the wife and kids and then he would drive back at night so like Searles and Boone aren't they're not talking about some like idea that that they have personally they're talking about what they've seen and by the way people can rip Boone all they want I know I I think the the listeners of Purple Daily who've he's so great on this show and he's fun and he's he does not pull punches and so I think if you've consumed him on Purple Daily you kind of but there's this idea because he was kind of a loud mouth for the year and a half that he was here. And, you know, he would, he, he threw fans under the bus one time for being too loud, I think, yep. <laughs> which, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like that though, Mac. Yep. But he literally played for a team that almost won a Super Bowl. like played for one of the, the 49ers were one of the three best teams in the NFL for the four years. Jim Harbaugh was there and they, they went to three NFC, two or three NFC championship games. They, they went way further than, the Vikings the last six years have gone, right? And he's speaking from a, he said, hey, dude, like in the locker room that I was in, which was a Super Bowl locker room, this is what happened on Tuesdays. And mm-hmm. for people to, to, like you can disagree, whatever, but, but like for people to hear that and say, well, but 
he didn't play that well in the run blocking game when he was with the Vikings in 2000. It's like, what does that matter? If he's telling you when he was in his prime well, healthy with the Niners that this is what the culture was like. That means nothing to you? Right, and it's what he saw. That That's the thing. Like, like this is all what did you see? What did your quarterback do? Um, but, but, you know, but the problem is we, we then tend to, like, uh, take Kirk's job and say, well, do you work on – on Saturday and Sunday, and it's like... Dude, actually, our guy, by the way, I think future friend of the show, Josh Metellus, we, we got yeah. to hang out with him. Metellus was on Twitter doing the, like, would well, you guys work on Saturday to but do this? My pushback to him, respectfully, would be he's a young player in the league. He's only been with one team. He's only had one quarterback on the other side of the ball from him, and it's not anywhere close to a Super Bowl-caliber culture or roster right now. It's not. Right, but, so when someone who has been on that has an opinion, we can't just right. flush it. But but Josh also knows full, full well, again, when the season starts, that's your life. And right now, they are on an enormous break. Now, does that mean Kirk is not trying to improve his body? Absolutely not. But he's at home. He maybe goes in. There's a lot of downtime right now. That's the thing about pro, pro sports. Your Your window, if you really care about it, is so infinite that it is incumbent upon you to maximize it. And I'm not saying that you should be a bad husband or father, but I am saying you're making more than almost anyone else to win a championship. Yeah. So, like, it's a very nuanced conversation. Is it black and white? No. But it's also not, well, at my job, I work nine to five, and then I'm off Saturday and Sunday. And if my boss told me to come in on Saturday and Sunday, I tell him <laughs> to bleep off. Okay, but you, but your job is not a professional football player, right? It's it's such yeah. To even compare it to like normal civilian lives and and jobs is well, and ridiculous. and look, you know, Phil, look when when young people ask us and Dex, when young people ask us about our jobs, right? Because they they're seemingly awesome, and they are. We have a ton of fun, and we get to watch sports. But what's the first thing that we all tell them? Be prepared You're working to Christmas work. Eve. Yeah, yeah, work hours that suck. If you want, if if you don't have to work Christmas Eve, you don't have to work Thanksgiving. But like, if a bunch of people want content and there's yeah. a game that night, then well, and, and we all started out doing much different jobs than we're like like you don't you don't just ordinarily start off with with like I'm going to make my schedule too right yeah like we all we have all worked holidays we've all covered games. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, we get to watch the game. We get some free food. It's awesome. But are the are the hours good? Do our do our significant others and families <laughs> love the hours? No, they don't. Which Forever is mediocre fine. says I'm working right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's working. He's. The, I'm sure he's hard at work. One of the better. I think. I, forget, I think someone came up and told us this either at the draft party last year or maybe it was a write that down guest or one of my event line guests in the off season. But it reached out to him. His local company. IT reached out to him. He's like, you are on YouTube for a good portion of the day. And he's (laughs) like, look, it's up, but it's just on in the background as I'm listening to two, three idiots talk about football. I swear I'm not like watching YouTube tutorials during my actual nine to five work day. Um, So yes, (laughs) I I do love that. Which would be so office space like, wouldn't it? Very office space. Uh, It's funny because we've, uh, we've found the titles of the videos that you've been watching at work on YouTube. (laughs) Will Vikings trade Justin Jefferson? Should Vikings pay Kirk Cousins? Cousins, Yeah. The Bobs should love Vikings trade up and drop the Bobs. (laughs) Bobs, Celebrate their entire collection. Michael Bolton.
<laughs> okay, Quinn Furness. Actually, you know what? We got there's a couple more Kirk things, and there's some non-Kirk and some fun stuff here. But let's quick pause to shout out our friends at AG1, trusted by top athletes all around the world. If you're looking to fortify your foundational nutrition on Tuesdays or any other day, that's where AG1 comes in. Right? Even if you're not, maybe you're not Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins. You're not. Maybe you're not uh, blending up kale and tomatoes for every single meal. Maybe you're a human being and you like to have fun once in a while. You can get that foundational nutritional peace of mind. 75 high quality ingredients. One scoop mixed with your water either in the morning or in fact, I've got the travel packs here. Just took one of these. Usually I'm like the last few months, middle of the afternoon, early afternoon this morning. I don't know. I was a little tired. Boom. AG1. Great boost for me to start my day. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. It's been seven years for me and AG1. And if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Also, our friends at Zero Res are here to deep clean your homes. If all you're doing is light vacuuming and dusting, eh, you might want to clean that thing a little deeper. Not you. Just call Especially Zero Res. Judd. Don't 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 do dusting, Judd. Don't do let leave, leave let Zero Res do the dusting so you don't have to worry about, you know, hurting your foot. Oh yeah, I'm done with dusting. Yeah, yeah, don't dust anymore. We don't I'm want tired. Judd falling down the steps while trying to dust, you know, man. Slipping down things. the steps and hearing like something <laughs> snap. <laughs> and it still hurts, but I think it's improving. <sighs> Yeah, I did go. <laughs> fox played. What's, what's that sad? The, the sad oh, the fox. fox, the commercial song. That was me. And we'll be right back to the Zolagad house after this. <laughs> zero Res is offering the Score North special, which is three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $119 and a free hallway. You can also get $75 off when you get your air ducts, zero res clean, 952 zero res or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Say you want the Score North special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero Res. Okay, back to the feedback. Quinn Furness says, with the introduction of Kirkwatch on your show, on top of the already heavily drawn out off-season discussion about Kirk, I'm wondering if the three of you guys are personally tired of speculating about Kirk's future at this point. For this issue specifically, I would love to just fast forward myself to the start of the league year and get resolution one way or another. It's always fun to recklessly speculate, but this issue feels completely played out. Do you guys feel that way? No. Are you kidding? No, I think it's I I like this is one of the it's, most it's pivotal Kirkwatch. It's one of the most pivotal things that's going to happen in this in this franchise's history for history. quite some time. Yeah, it's a, th- this this offseason Again, celebrate it. It's like the My- Michael Bolton catalog. Celebrate this offseason. You've got Jefferson's situation. You've got Cousins. You've got a team like like this This offseason will help decide whether you are in some weird type of on a podium with Jim Nance celebrating a Lombardi trophy or if you just remain average or if you get bad. So, no, I actually... Full, full disclosure, as much as we've talked about this, I am not tired of, of this because I think there are so many, you know, fascinating tentacles as to where this might go. So, no, I am not tired of it. I might sort of m- miss it when it's gone because it's 
provided such an interesting topic. Yeah. And, and look, we, we mix in other fun things. We do write that down. We do purple daily on draft. We spent an hour talking defensive lineman targets yesterday with our guy, Thor. Okay. Uh, We got some meat and potatoes yesterday. So yes, if we did it every single day, every single segment, every single hour, I do think we might get a little sick of it, but luckily we mix in a bunch of other fun things for you guys too. And everyone just thinks we'd only do that first thing, which is Kirk. It's like, no, not, 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 not entirely. Not well, I think story. too, we try to reflect what you guys are interested in. And also true. I would say just in terms of like the feedback emails, easily 60 to 70%, two thirds are quarterback or Kirk related. Sure. And that kind of tells us, oh, these are the things that I'm not just, it's not like we got a thousand emails about the left guard play. And I'm cherry picking the 12 about Kirk. <laughs> it's very, very widely the, the biggest conversation topic that kind of comes back from you guys to us through our communication channels. So I don't know. I, I am ready for it to be over at some point. By it, sure, I mean sure. two things, I guess. I'm personally ready for the Kirk Cousins era to be over. Thank you for the statistics. But I'm also ready for, okay, whatever they may, whatever they do, like the first or second week in March, whether they keep him or not, then at least we can move on to, all right, this is the decision. Now, how do they make the best out of it? How do they build their roster? Or who's the next quarterback? What are you guys going to talk about after he's gone? The next quarterback. I don't know. JJ McCarthy, and it's going to be awesome. Jaden Daniels. (laughs) Or he's going to be, you know, four four games in with eight picks, and we'll have to talk about that. The quarterback position, it's not like they're going to get a quarterback who we are now going to never talk about again. It's going to be so much fun. Drake May, can you imagine, if they trade up to draft like Drake May, we're going to get to speculate and talk about, is this, could they have found their Josh Allen, their Patrick Mahomes, right? Or is it, is it another ponder situation and can they navigate their way out of it? There's so many fun angles. So how much fun will the Fillmore be if they like get into the top three or something or top five, but you know, like let's say. Let's say there's a Patriots yeah. trade. Jumping off the chandelier. It's gonna, there, are, there are chandeliers. Very I just, I hate do that. Not, I do not hang do from not the chandelier. Do, do, you, <laughs> do you know what that's going to cost the company to replace that oh. chandelier? Okay. Do not give people ideas. Yeah. We'd like to continue doing this event. Yeah. Do not even make eye contact with the chandeliers, <laughs> listeners. Don't okay. look at the chandeliers. There are no chandeliers. Don't acknowledge the chandeliers. <laughs> Ryan Keel says, hey, guys, my wife and I are on our way back from Houston, Texas. And your shows are really helping pass the time. We're coming back with a new member of the family, and Nutrisource has gained a new customer. Oh, nice. His name is Ant, named after the great Anthony Ant. Edwards. Oh, nice. Thanks for the content. Who's a good boy? Oh, we need pictures. Yeah, next dude, week. Ryan, send Ryan, pictures picture. of Ant. Yeah, we love to see dogs for sure. We love we dogs. Love dogs. Uh, Kristen Kuhn says, "Love all the amazing content. You guys are fantastic. Thank you, Kristen." Here is a possible T-shirt idea. I love Thor's days. That's good. I think we should. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Let's work with Thor. I bet you Thor could. Oh, he would love Thor a could sell a couple T-shirts. Oh, oh yeah, Thor would sign off on that in a heartbeat. And I don't Thor's blame him one bit. I, I think Thor literally sleeps with just college, different college football helmets on when he goes to bed every night. Like you, that, that wall he, he has. With all those, I, I think he just. Does he put the chin <sighs> strap on too? Do you think? Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, a Thor, snore guard. It's a snore guard. You know? Thor strikes me as a definite chin strap guy, right? Oh, yeah. Big Mouth big guard, guy. chin strap. Put Just on some meditation. Dreaming some, about draft picks. Puts on some meditation music. Just dreaming about. He, he programs his subconscious to, like, break down players 
while he's sleeping. Right. It's efficient that way. He okay. wills it to happen. I'm going to run through 100 players in my sleep here when I wake yep. up. Yep. That's my alarm. Oh, and my that's alarm. His alarm. <laughs> he just lives in the football, and his house is the shape of a football. It's just <laughs> a big football. The lace is on top. Yep. Great. Okay, Chansey and Fargo. Our guy, Chansey oh, and Fargo. Longtime OG Vikings Ventline guest. He says, I've been thinking, you guys have a hole in your cousin's logic. I keep hearing you would sign Cousins at a team-friendly one-year deal. If he accepted it, which you all agree he won't. But hold on. Why would you do that? You all agree the Vikings are not set up to win the Super Bowl, even with Cousins. That's your honest opinion. Why would you even sign him for one year? Bridge quarterback? First off, the results are mixed in whether it's beneficial to sit a rookie for a year. See, C.J. Stroud, dude was awesome. That's the thing about Jordan Love, too. People are like, see, he, he sat for three years and sure. then, okay, well, what if he would have just started right away? Right. But then you watch Bryce he, Young. But he, but he might have been awesome. We don't know. I, you don't know. You don't know. That's, that's a real mixed bag right there. Second, you all agree Cousins is a high floor quarterback. Wouldn't you be better off losing more games with a worse bridge quarterback and getting another high draft pick in 2025? Why sign him for one year, win eight to nine games, and pick in the middle of the pack? If Cousins said, okay, I'll do one year, $10 million as a bridge, and you draft a quarterback, why would yeah. you even do it? I, I'll answer first and would say, if they're drafting a new quarterback, I don't need them to be tanking anymore. Like, I don't need, I want them to be building a winning culture, which they started doing a year ago. I'm no longer as interested in like losing, permeating. I'm never interested in losing, permeating the locker room. But once you find your quarterback, mm-hmm. it's less about, tank again to get another high pick and it's more about okay like let's win some games and hand off the baton while you do that to the next guy that's my thought so first of all this team was and again we can debate whose fault it was or whose fault it was i'm so sick of that but this team was one and four with kirk and they weren't actively tanking at all uh they they have one playoff win with kirk so so like i don't think that bringing kirk back you know, makes them somehow a Super Bowl favorite now. And he's a very solid player. All I've said is this. I think a one-year contract on my terms, I could live with that. I could live with that. And I wouldn't, like, freak out and say this is terrible. And you know what? If the Vikings Vikings do draft a quarterback, you know, if they they say J.J. McCarthy's our guy, but flat out, he is not prepared to play yet. We do not. We think that we would be doing more harm than, than good, right? And they brought Kirk back on their terms. I wouldn't freak out. But I, and I also don't expect, uh, Chancey, I, I also don't expect that this team is necessarily going to suck in 2024. They didn't suck in 2023. So, like, I this, this is not a tanking conversation. This is a what direction are you going at quarterback and I'm telling you what I'm comfortable with and what I absolutely am not. Three years, two years, guarantees, yeah. I'm not comfortable with. Well, let's use the Colts as an example. So the Colts, I believe, won nine games and and missed out on a tiebreaker. They were right on the doorstep of a playoff season. They sure. draft Anthony Richardson, so they get their guy, and then he gets hurt after like four games, and they have a bridge quarterback who's competent in Gardner Minshew, but they, but they get stuck in the middle of the draft now because they didn't make the playoffs. I would. I know that like getting a higher draft pick would be great for the Colts, but they're building something, and now it feels like, oh man, we won nine games. Now we're going to go back to Anthony Richardson. We have a we have a winning culture. 
I feel like if your team is so bad that with a bridge quarterback, you're going to win four or five games, you've got bigger problems on your roster now. And now you're, now your young quarterback might be at risk of not maximizing his potential. So yeah, once you find that guy, I'm never really interested in the full on tank job. I don't think, I don't know. I'll, I'll speak for myself. It's, it was when they were one and four, it was more about, Oh man, Jefferson's hurt and cousins then got hurt after they got back to four and four. Correct. This is kind of a, a weird one year opportunity to just not like a five year tank. This is a one year opportunity to, to reset things. And I'm, I am much more in, interested and invested right now with a team like this into seeing where things are after two months or at, after a month plus. Right. So like when you're, one and four, Jefferson's out, and you actually start to play well. But yeah. then Kirk gets hurt in Green Bay. Does common sense say, you know what, screw it. Let's just go for it. We could win a Super Bowl. Or, you know what, we've got some some assets that we could trade at the deadline here. And, yeah, we're bailing. Like, But 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 what are we bailing on? What are we bailing on? Like, like if you had traded Daniil Hunter, in, you know, in, instead of, Going to get Dobbs. If you just said, oh, okay, screw it. We're going to go with Jaron Hall for now and Mullins. Um, and Daniel Hunter is almost certainly going to walk. But we think that we can get, uh, at the very least, a second-round pick and probably a first-round pick for him. And right now you're sitting on two first-round picks. Okay, so so I might take away some of those just fantastic short-term pop-up wins. Yeah, But you still miss the playoffs. And quite frankly, you still finish tied with the Bears for last place. Like, I feel like we're asked to pick scenarios like right now of you got a tank, you don't have a tank. That's what the Bears did, okay? And they picked their path, and it looks like it might work. But there's also I, – I don't know what the issue with sports being fluid is that some some fans don't get. It's fluid. And sometimes you're just like, you know what? Not our year. Yep. Yep. Okay, Yakima Paul says, I would like to submit the first scoff at golf item. Okay. New segment time here, boys. I, right. I think we got to dress this up. He says, yeah, we need some production on this. It's a great <laughs> idea. Scoff. Scoff. Yeah. <laughs> scoff at golf. Last week, Judd made the comment, it's like flying in a small plane without a parachute. And Declan mentioned he was watching a new series on TV somewhere about bomber pilots and couldn't remember if it was World War One or World War Two. Now, I'm not a history scholar, but I don't think aircraft had advanced beyond biplane technology in World War One. Therefore, I want to scoff at Goff's St. Cloud education. I think he's comfortable <laughs> with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. With, actually, I'm very good with that one. And yes, it is World War One that they're that that show is based off. But I think that's. A fair thing to get confused if you're not a history buff. Are we sure it was World War One? I? I thought he's saying it was World War Two because of the flying technology. Was it World War One? That was World War One. You know what the I name didn't of the watch series yesterday's is? Episode. I was uh, was not able to watch yesterday's episode. I think we should get. To oh, the it's World War Two. Yep, there we go. World War Two. See, so he scoffed. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so he scoffed a golf. So he had a reason to scoff a golf. <laughs> but it's a great segment. So yeah, yeah. bring him on. <laughs> Bring them on. Here's another in the comments. Somebody, hold on. Where is this? Let's scoff at golf. Someone's making fun of you for not liking Juicy Lucy's. Here we go. What? Spartus. You Do you not like Juicy Lucy's? Um, I, I wouldn't say, like, I love them and I can't wait to eat them, but, like, I definitely don't hate them. I, I like a Juicy Lucy. I, I, our, my family house growing up was next to the Maplewood 5-8. We ate there probably more than any other restaurant 
in the in my entire lifetime. So I was at that five eight all the dang time, and, and definitely put back some juicy Lucy's. Okay, as a young teenager. I'll say it. I'll take I'll take take one for the team here. I would rather have a regularly crafted burger than sure. a juicy Lucy burger because the the cheese inside the burger yeah, tends to people, burn my tongue. A lot of people I, complain about that, and then I don't want to have to cut it in half to no. cool out the cheese. And then it just then the cheese bleeds out of the burger, and now it's all over the plate. And like, I agree. Eh, I, I agree with you. I would rather have just a normal. Burger than a Juicy Lucy, but I, I like Juicy Lucy. I can't remember the last time. I, I think that's very that. fair. You know, I think that's fine. very okay, cool. fair. You found a way to put cheese inside the burger. That's great. Now, now my tongue is numb for the next two yeah. weeks. And there is nothing worse than a, a burnt, burnt tongue, a burnt tongue, or Brutal. roof of the mouth. Yeah. Oh, because you got because then you're like this. Your tongue, you're trying to, and like, then the skin starts to peel off. That's the what top. I'm saying. Ah. Yeah. So, so you're like trying to get the skin off with your tongue because it hurts. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. No. Brett Lund says, I'm wondering if you guys think Jimmy G's PED suspension, which wipes out his guarantees, means Las Vegas is likely. Well, they're going to cut him, yeah. I think, right? Is it likely that Cousins joins the Derby in Las Vegas? P.S. Judd has ruined my ability to enjoy mock drafts because of his take that, that any mock draft without trades is a joke, and he's spot on. Those drafts are boring and useless. They are, because they're not real. Take a shot at real. Um, Goff, that's all good. I think the Raiders scenario, while it's certainly not top my list for Kirk Cousins, uh, I believe I said this last week. I think I dismissed it too quickly, just as a possibility, outside possibility, Mm -hmm. outside horse. Makes some sense. But it's coming around the turn. Jordan Anderson listened to our music conversation about air supply a few days ago. (laughs) Judd loves air supply. I don't dislike air supply, but I don't think they're like a staple band of the 80s. I don't, I don't know. I don't love them, but they very much, but they very much were a huge part of like sixth grade Judd. Sure. Well, let's see how big of a part. Because okay. Jordan Anderson says, "Let's take a short break from football and ask, what is your Mount Rushmore of '80s bands?" Ooh, now well, see. Here's the problem. Now we're back then because obviously very, very different. Like Air Supply reminds me of like in sixth grade. Yeah. How do you feel right as you reflect on your life listening to music with perspective? What is your, it's a very personal question, right? Yeah. Because the actual Mount Rushmore of 80s bands or musicians would be like Madonna, Michael Jackson, you know, like the top stars. And yeah. For your own taste though. Well, now it's, it's like the replacements. It's um, Elvis Costello. Oh, you know, but now, but, but back then, REO, Air Supply, you know, I've always been fond of, very fond of, and they're actually a 70s band, but certainly had hits. Well, into the 80s, the cars. Cars are great. Still love the cars. Yeah. Still love the cars. So, but I mean, my answer is, has definitely changed because, you know, sixth or seventh grade Judd, way more cliched at the time, right? <laughs> now it's like I found, you know, there's, there was a ton of great bands that I didn't even know existed until circa 1989. I've got two, I've got two Mount Rushmore's because I had the advantage of seeing this question beforehand sure. and thinking about this. Sure. I'm going to give you my personal Mount Rushmore. And I was born in 1985 and discovered 80s music a little bit later, obviously. I'm going to give you my personal Mount Rushmore and then my guilty pleasure. Like, if this was a bracketology, it'd be guilty You're pleasure wrong. next four out or whatever. Oh, okay. Next I four you. in. You know? Sure. So my personal Mount Rushmore of favorite 80s bands, 80s Bon Jovi. Not like late 90s, early 2000s country collab Bon Jovi. Right. Like hair band, I'm talking like the self-titled album, 
all of that, like Slippery When Wet, 80s Bon Jovi. Huge. White Snake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Skill of the Night. Fool for Your Lovin'. Dude, some, white, mm-hmm. some David Coverdale. Mm-hmm. Journey. Take Don't Stop Believing, cliche. Take it out. I don't even need it. Oh, Take Journey's that out. great, though. But give, give me the rest of Journey. Yep. Early 80s. And then I know that like half of his hits were in the seventies, but I will take eighties Billy Joel too. Yeah. So give me like the Innocent Man album. Give me uh, like Glass Houses album. Yeah, I struggle with his catalog because to to your point right there, that was so great, and then it sort of shifted, and that stuff I don't like that much. But yeah, you're, you're right. probably more of a seven, maybe a seventies. The seventies stuff, and I love seventies fun- Billy too. And it's but- phenomenal. Some people saying Metallica would be more 90s for me because I think the Black Album was like 1991. Yeah, Metallica doesn't. And then some of their other stuff, Load, Reload, yeah. were in the 90s. I'm trying to go through four that I, that I would put on my, my young Judd list. Here's if Guilty it, Pleasure. Oh, go ahead, Dex. I was going to say, if, if it's a summer day, and again, maybe this is my strawberry salad thing, maybe rearing its uh, head full circle. But if there's a summer day and I got the windows down, and your love by the outfield comes on. Oh, one, one of the great I'm locked in. I'm one of the great so sides. In. One of the great sides of an album of all time. The first side yeah. of, of I believe it was play deep, right? Is it? Is it since you've since you've been gone? There's another one too yes. that made. Oh, it's a hit. It's hit after hit for like yeah. a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yes, that uh, that album, which came out circa '88, right? I think ju- so. It, just phenomenal. Oh. just phenomenal. He died a couple of years ago. The outfield lead singer guy. The lead singer died. Yeah, died. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Sad. They had moved him to DH actually, later in his singing career. No, he played right field. Oh, they moved him to right field. So guilty pleasure. Here's the four: Hall and Oates. Love me some mustached mm-hmm. John Oates. Big stuff. They get into yeah. like a legal battle at one point. Huge. I think they. They're. I think. I don't think they're friends anymore. Uh, Huey Lewis in the news. Guilty pleasure. Sports. Pat Benatar. And you're gonna laugh at this one. The Miami Sound Machine. Oh, yeah, Guilty right. Pleasure. Gloria Estefan, Miami Sound Machine. Right. Sample it. I'm telling you. Conga. Right. One, two, three, four. Some How many stuff. times did Gloria Estefan play the Super Bowl or like was involved in a Super Bowl halftime show? Wasn't it like three or four times like in a For sure, stretch? like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like you're at a stoplight. You you might want to roll your windows up type yeah. of guilty pleasure eighties. Yeah, that's that's what that list is for me. Even some Madonna eighties. There's some Madonna jams in there too. Okay, roll oh, the windows God. up. Act like you're listening to Metallica. Oh God, but really? Was... It's like, you know. Oh it's... yeah, there was some great great stuff. See, yeah. see, for me, that's and maybe this is the product of being a nineties baby. But like Shania, I love me some Shania Twain. Yeah, love me some Shania Twain. I, yep. I'm rolling the windows up and I'm belting out to some Shania. Love oh, me man. some Shania. If if you were to put a list of of right, like, too. just single '80s songs and stuff, <laughs> I go. The outfield had some, but here's the thing too, and it's huge now. Don't forget, "Fast Car" by Tracy Chapman. I think is '88 or it's so. 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just, I mean, that's a great album, but just a, what a phenomenal song at the time, too. Yeah, it's yeah. still Trace great. Is great. It's still great. So I go 12-year-old Judd, Air Supply, Foreigner, REO, Duran Duran. Dude, Foreigner, yeah. And Dur- Duran Duran, Duran, and, Duran. And, and all big MTV bands. The when U- they play Union of videos. the Snake is one of my favorite songs of all time by Duran Duran. It's a great song. They also did a Bond theme. For one of those 80s oh. Bond movies, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. 
they were huge. Um, but but view to, to a go, kill, view to a kill. I'm pretty sure. To go back to Huey Lewis, there is a great scene in. If you guys have seen American Psycho, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale. Right before Christian Bale kills Jared Leto, I believe there is a phenomenal scene where he's explaining the importance of of the album Sports. <laughs> yes, I remember that. It's, <laughs> and it's one of. I mean, it's dark, but man, it is a phenomenal. And he's like going through the Huey yeah. Lewis catalog oh, about how he scene. evolved as a musician. As he's coming up to basically kill him, he's going through how yeah. Huey Lewis and uh, and yeah, Huey was Huey was great at the time. Hey, I if definitely... you guys have, uh, we'll rank any decade you want, man. Yeah. Like, dude, I'll go back. Like, I'll go. Nat King Cole is one of the most listened to musicians. On I'll go back to the forties if you guys want rankings. Oh, Nat King Cole is great. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll mix in. You know, if we're at the cabin and like we're all sitting at the dock at the in-laws, like I will definitely mix. I'm usually I like being in control of the music. I am that guy. I I, I like to be in control. You're of it. Set, you're gonna set. You're the vibe setter. I'm the vibe. Thanks, setter. Thanks, Matt Dumba. Yep, I'm gonna be the vibe setter here. Uh, yeah, let I me. Mean, teenage dirtbag could be mixed in there, but um, I will play some '80s a lot. Majority of that, and that's where I've only probably in the last like couple of years have I really gotten into '80s music. Where before I just kind of dismissed it. But it's now, a weird, years, weird decade of music because you've mm-hmm. got, you've got so many. You got like it's the only decade where synthesizers were really it's overly produced. Too. It's overly produced. Oh, yeah. It start. It started with disco in, in the seventies and the eighties. Like the amount of like drum machines and crap, which I couldn't stand. Brett Taylor says they didn't yeah, even Prince mention Prince. 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 Prince is not twelve year old Judd though. Prince now. Prince now is great. I did not. I was. Let's just say those those uh, lyrics by Prince were above my head at the time. Didn't really understand what was happening. Raspberry Beret, yeah. though, is a great song and video. Yep. Minnesota legend. So, all right, there it is. There's your Feedback Friday on this Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. 